3: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoke audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything a t and t
4: hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast, How Rude Tannerito's. or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
5: Hey fam, I'm Jada Pinkett Smith and this is the Red Table Talk podcast. All your favorite episodes from the Facebook Watch Show in audio. Produced by Westbrook Audio and iHeartRadio. Please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Bobby Brown with an urgent warning for everyone.
2: It's my duty to remind people that He could kill you.
5: I know that you've just lost a son. Did you know that he was struggling?
2: I feel guilty about that.
5: When you look in that mirror, what would you say to Whitney now? Were there no warning signs with Bobby Christina?
2: Thank God that I had someone like my wife to wait for me.
5: This is going to be a deep one today. Yeah. I just wanted to take the time to talk to our Red Table Talk family. We are bringing out Bobby Brown, who's been a part of many of our lives for a very, very long time. And we've actually witnessed a lot of the traumas that he's had to confront. I want to approach his journey with compassion and with love. Mm -hmm. This table is about healing, so anyone who feels like you're in a position that you can judge, this might not be the conversation for you today. Grammy winner Bobby Brown started R&B group New Edition when he was just 12. The bad boy of the genre. He's been labeled the villain for the last 30 years and many blamed him for the downfall of his ex-wife, beloved icon, Whitney Houston. But there's so much more to the story. His life has been plagued by trauma and unspeakable tragedy. The loss of his daughter, Bobby Christina, and death of his son, Bobby Jr., just five months ago.
1: The cause of death for Bobby Brown Jr., the combined effects of alcohol, cocaine, and fentanyl.
2: Damn. Yeah. Hey, Bob! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, gorgeous. It's
5: been a long time.
6: I oh,
2: know. How are you?
6: I'm so good. How so are so you good good doing? You smell right. so good. <laughs> <laughs> to the table. Oh,
2: thank you, Mom. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So,
4: sweetheart. Yes. Nice.
2: Hi, beautiful. <laughs> Finally, the red table. The
4: red Yay. table. Wow, wow. <laughs> yes.
2: Thanks for having
5: me. Bobby, thanks for coming. Oh. The reason why we wanted to bring you to the table today is to talk about generational trauma. I believe that you have a testimony for people that can be so healing, because mm. Bobby, you've been through so much. Yes. When we can look at certain cycles that are happening within our own lives. Yeah. yeah. And you can learn from other people's journeys. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know that you've just lost a son. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby Jr.
2: Losing him was very, very unexpected. Just like losing my daughter. Yeah. Um, we were just in the studio two nights before. It was something that um hit me really really hard
1: yeah
2: he was a musician played piano played drums he was a great writer mm. he was a teacher and learner yeah. right he learned from everybody that he was around and he taught just as much as he learned um he was someone that i i just i admired him as a young man and. How he grew up he just wanted to be a part of something that was going to be special Mm. his smile when he smiled he just brightened up a room Mm.
5: did you know that he was struggling
2: in regards to drugs i did not know that and 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 let me get it make it clear he wasn't he wasn't a user He, he would experiment with different things got it um it wasn't like he was dependent on Drugs, like when I was in my situation, Mm -hmm. I depended, I needed it. He was a young man that tried the wrong stuff and um, it took him out of here.
5: On the morning of November 18th, Bobby Jr.'s girlfriend found him unresponsive on his bedroom floor and called 911. He was pronounced dead on the scene. Bobby Brown has a critical warning. Black market drugs are being secretly laced with fentanyl and killing at an alarming rate. Accidental overdoses are happening by the thousands. Just three milligrams can be fatal. A hospital-grade painkiller used after surgery, under doctor's orders only. Fentanyl has become a favorite of street dealers because it's cheap to make and highly addictive. Most have no idea they are taking an opioid that can kill within 20 minutes. Fentanyl can be 50 times more potent than heroin and has been named the deadliest drug in America.
0: Wow.
2: And these kids today, Mm -hmm. they're trying different things. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get as high as they can Can possibly get. That's a real problem because they don't know what these drugs are being mixed with these days. Right. Right.
6: Street drugs is a, is a game. yeah. yeah. You know. And there's you been know. so many deaths
0: specifically with fentanyl. fentanyl. Yeah. It's just skyrocketed. My generation is kind of spiraling.
2: There's murderers out there right yep, now 100%. that, that are, are creating these, these synthetic drugs that, um, that are killing these kids. Yeah. It's like they're committing murder.
5: Yeah, exactly. absolutely. That's
2: homicide.
5: You guys don't have any idea who the people were yet?
2: The investigation is still going on. I'm keeping my fingers and toes crossed yeah. that I find the people and get these, these drugs off the street. Yeah. But my babies are gone. I've been through my time, and I know that I'm... My time played a part in my son feeling he can test something.
7: Right. You
2: know, and I feel guilty about that.
6: When you think about just having a child, I don't even know when I came to this realization and understanding. I'm sure that it was sometime after I got clean. Every single thing that you do, everything that you do, every decision that you make, is going to affect that human life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I absolutely did not consider that mm-hmm. at right. 17 years old.
2: Definitely.
5: Bobby Christina and Bobby Jr., they were close in age.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah a year apart.
5: Were they wow. were they close?
2: Yes, very.
5: In 2015, Bobby Christina, the daughter Bobby and Whitney, lovingly named after her father, was found face down in the bathtub with drugs in her system. Tragic circumstances that eerily mirrored her mother's death three years earlier. Bobby Christina never regained consciousness and passed six months later. She was only 22. When you think about Bobby Christina and you think about her journey mm-hmm. in regards to what she might have uh, experienced or internalized right. in the context of a generational trauma. Her drug addiction and mm-hmm. losing her life.
6: Yeah, because her her life mirrored yours and Whitney's.
2: She saw firsthand things that were wrong. And Bobby Christina was a um, super intelligent, bright, um, not wanting to be like her mom or myself.
5: I just think about the the generational healing process. There's so much personal healing that needs to happen, breaking those cycles and moving into healthier cycles. Right?
2: Absolutely, it, it confuses, it confused things and she unfortunately was stuck in a relationship, an abusive relationship with a man that, um, with a boy I should say, that basically controlled her to the point where her life was taking.
5: When Bobby Christina was eight years old, Her mother took in a friend's son, a 12-year-old boy named Nick Gordon. Bobby Christina and Nick grew up together. After Whitney's death, they started dating and moved into a suburban Atlanta townhouse with two other roommates. The couple was eventually engaged. It was a toxic relationship. Nick had multiple run-ins with the law, and on the night Bobby Christina was found face down in the bathtub. One of the roommates testified she witnessed Nick kicking Bobby Christina, at one point knocking out her tooth. In 2016, a judge ruled Nick was legally responsible for Bobby Christina's death. Less than four years later.
1: Nick Gordon, the former boyfriend of Whitney Houston's daughter, Bobby Christina Brown, is dead.
5: Nick died of a heroin overdose. So you believe that there was foul play in Bobby Christina's definitely. death? Definitely. Got it. Yes, OK. Yes, definitely. Like All that right. maybe he drugged her? Definitely. Wow. wow. OK.
2: He was the only one there with both uh, situations, with my ex-wife and with my daughter. And they both died the same way.
5: Oh So wow. you, you okay. think I that he that
6: killed 50% Whitney 50%. as well? I believe so. Got it. Got it. Wow.
2: Got
6: it. Do you think that he provided Bobby, Christina, and Whitney with the drugs? I How think, do you think that he's culpable? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I think. And this is my opinion mm-hmm. of 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 who I think this young man was. Um, being around my daughter and being around my ex-wife, mm-hmm. I think he was more so a provider of mm. you know party mm-hmm. party Materials. favors. Yeah.
6: yeah.
5: Did you ever have a chance to confront that young man? Or
2: no. no, okay, no, I didn't. in fact, before his death, um I was in rehab at the time okay. when he passed. I had planned on once I left rehab to to approach the young man just to find out how my daughter was in the last days. Uh-huh. but I know I never got a chance to you know find out from him or talk to him.
5: Were there no warning signs that there was some domestic violence that was happening with Bobby Christina?
2: Not for me. I wasn't told about it. Other people might have saw it that that were around her. Um, But I I didn't see it. Um, Mm -hmm. And she didn't tell me anything.
5: How did you find out?
2: I found out after her her passing. That was the hard part. I, I don't know why I didn't see it. Uh, But we hadn't been spending as much time together after her mother's death as we should have
5: spent. As a father, and giving me your um, point of view around Bobby Christina's death, how do you grapple with that?
2: Lots of prayer, lots of prayer. There's thoughts that go through your head. But the three, four months before, her passing, we had become closer and closer. I know she had plane ticket and everything ready to come stay with me. It was just a um, matter of two days before she would have been on a flight, two days before this all happened. If I could just get those two days back, mm. you know, she'd still be here, because I would have found out what was going on to do something about it. Right. It was rough, and it still is rough. I think about it every day. I'm, I'm filled with um, how do I say it? Like it's it's pushed down. I'm keeping it away from me right. as much as possible because I couldn't do nothing then, and I can't do, do nothing anything now. Else.
5: Right. It just doesn't make sense to to hold on. We really beat ourselves up as like self punishment. Mm-hmm. It's one of the biggest parts of the healing process. Is that. We do the best that we can. Right. And recognizing your powerlessness. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You, you know, can sit and question, 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 right. question. But... In
6: my own journey and my own therapy sessions and even going through the, the steps, you know, trying to figure out the why of everything.
2: That's the hard part.
6: It's, yeah. it's really hard. And sometimes I just couldn't always get to the answer. Like, I can't always get to the answer. And I realize that, at the end of the day, it's really not that important. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Now, what are you going to do, do about it? it?
2: Starting Bobby Christina's Serenity house for us was essential to the process because domestic violence it's like a hush hush thing. People need to start speaking up. If yeah. they see someone in a situation like that, help them. All it takes is one phone call, find the counseling that they need. Right. Um, and we try to help as yeah. much as possible.
5: you. And Whitney had an abusive, volatile relationship the
2: violence that we we occurred was using
5: mm-hmm.
2: you Got know, it. that's violence in, in itself, itself. Mm-hmm. absolutely know, that's abuse. we abused drugs right and alcohol. We fought hard verbally
6: mm-hmm.
2: yeah um, and we loved even harder, harder. yeah yeah
3: and it's that was the volatility abuse.
6: that we yeah. witnessed on on particularly on the, the show that you guys had.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the idea that if you're dealing with addiction, right, it's gonna going to be messy. There's, there's going to be a, some messy
2: a,
6: right, yeah. That's
5: it, yeah.
2: Verbally, it gets really, really messy. Really messy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our, our love was strong for yeah. each other. We showed it to each other time and time again, over and over. We just got caught up. And that had nothing to do with how we felt about each other. Right. The love was always there. Mm. Um, we tried so hard, we struggled really hard as a couple to get clean for ourselves. I got clean a long time before she did. We were already divorced. She was a strong woman. Yeah. She was fighting really hard to save her own life. I had strength enough for myself at that time. Being an addict, I had to save myself. In order to be able to save someone else, I had to save myself first.
5: Absolutely.
2: Unfortunately, we grew apart while I was trying to find myself.
5: In regards to the stories that we hear, one of the biggest is that you were the person that introduced narcotics to her. Right. All those years, everybody thought it was you. After years of intense speculation that Bobby brought drugs into Whitney's life, in 2013, her brother Michael confessed.
3: So here's the big question. Did you introduce her to drugs? Yeah. For so many years, people thought Bobby Brown was the one who introduced her to drugs, but she was already doing drugs by the time she met Bobby Brown. Yeah.
5: In his book, Bobby revealed that the first time he saw Whitney in just cocaine was on their wedding day.
2: I don't look at pointing a finger, you know. We did it together. yeah. You know? And right. it's not that I started her or she started me. Drugs is drugs is a bad thing. Right. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you get caught up in it. Once yeah. you're caught up in it, you know, there's no stopping. There's no yeah. because and usually both of you... you're
6: attracted to yeah. that energy. Yeah.
2: And that energy it starts to take over the relationship. Yeah. It starts to take over who you are as people. Yeah. yeah. And that's what happened between us.
5: When you look in that mirror that reflects back, what do you think that Bobby would say to Whitney now?
1: Mm. Oh.
2: She's definitely missed um, in my heart and you know in my spirit. She was my friend. She was the mother of my child, one of the greatest entertainers that I've ever met, greatest singers, the one of the greatest mm-hmm. voices the world has ever bared witness to.
5: For sure. I just wanted to soak that in.
2: I know for what it all meant, God has a plan that, you know, I can't question. It was already written in the book. So right.
6: how long have you been clean?
2: I've been clean 19 years wow. from narcotics. Okay. I'm going on a year from alcohol.
6: Good
5: wow. for you. Good for you,
2: I, I, I caught myself in time. I look at it as, you know, I can't get no worse than I was. Right. because I know my bottom.
5: I want to know exactly what was your rock bottom. What finally got you off of drugs?
2: Prison. Going to jail is what got me totally clean off of narcotics. That was something that I've never thought I would spend a day in jail. I went to jail for a DUI.
5: How much time did you 60 do? 60 days. Yeah. Whoa. That's enough time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's 60 enough days time. sounds like an eternity. It time. is, I
2: yeah. bet. It felt like an eternity. Without narcotics, the first 20 days, it was just, it was hell. And um, you had to do that while you reading. were locked
5: up. So yeah. you had to. It was to withdrawals. cold turkey. And
2: When I got out, it was just like, damn, I was glad that I was thankful that they put me in jail. I was seeing everything for the first time again. Mm-hmm. Everything looked beautiful.
6: What made you decide to get totally clean from all mind and mood altering chemicals? Because you said you stopped drinking alcohol as well. Because I felt that with
2: alcohol, I started losing bodily function. My body started shutting down. Oh. uh, Because I was drinking that much, my body just was giving out on me. Even with alcohol, I got to a point where I needed it. I wasn't getting drunk anymore. I wasn't getting a little tipsy anymore. I needed it to wake up. Right. I needed it to stop the shakes, to function on Got a it. daily day basis. Right. For me, right. it wasn't recreational. No. It was right. a must. It, it, right. Yeah, right. it had to do it. Right. And then my wife was telling me, "You need to go do something." My kids was looking at me strange when they see their father losing, you know, bodily function in front right. of them, and I'm a grown man, and you know that was something I couldn't accept. For myself, mm-hmm. I couldn't accept uh, so going to the bathroom with myself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I couldn't accept that, and I said to myself, "No, I have to stop this. All of yeah. it. So, got to get better."
6: You're talking about. Being clean, what was your process? Because, you know, the recovery process is so much more than just not using. And in my recovery process, now I'm 30 years in. I have 30 years cleaning. I believe in the 12-step program. The 12-step
2: program is is what I believe in also. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't know that. I I, I go day by day. I stick Mm -hmm. to it because that's the only way I'm going to live. That's the only way... I'm going to maintain my sobriety and that's important to me. That's more important to me than anything else.
6: What coping mechanisms do you use now to deal with your grieving process? Yeah. For me, I don't care what the emotion was. Mm-hmm. I celebrated with getting high. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right?
2: I, whether I was happy, sad, I go to sleep now. I don't pass out. Mm. You know, I wake up in the morning and hit my knees. I don't roll out of bed. Yeah. Um so my whole being, my whole feeling about life is, has changed. changed. You know, right. Seeing yeah. my four-year-old, my five-year-old wake up in the morning and immediately come to wake me up that lets me know that someone small like depends on me.
5: When you think about the little ones and you think about your father journey with Bobby Christina and with Bobby Junior, mm-hmm. what are you changing?
2: We my lifestyle to. right my way Bingo. my ways of uh, living i can only teach by example and that was the one thing that i saw growing up in my household I saw drug use, I saw robbery, death and killings and things like that. I thought it was cool to be, smoke a joint and drink a pint of Hennessy and feel good at that time because that's what I saw, that's all that I saw. But realizing it it was a generational disease that my father had, my father was an alcoholic, my mom was an alcoholic, it was just passed down. And I realized that with my younger children that if I don't break this cycle, who is, I have to give them the reason to live clean.
5: Yeah.
2: If I'm not right, nothing else is going to go right.
6: Got it. You can't heal anybody else if you can't heal yourself. That's true. Yeah. And break those generational cycles. Right.
2: Cut them ties now.
6: I think I said this to you one time that I was like, you know, y'all tell me to do a lot of stuff, but I'm sitting here doing what you do, not what you tell
7: me to do. Yeah, yeah, your kids do what you do, not what you say. Exactly.
5: Yeah. Yeah. What is your relationship like now with your other adult children? That's
2: my life. Those yeah. are my life. Landon and LaPrincia, they are my rocks. They talked me down off the ledge. Right. Um, yeah. I'm very proud of my older children. They're a lot smarter than I was at their age. Landon made me a grandfather, so. Aww,
1: oh wow! That's You're okay, a grandfather. Okay.
2: Buddy? Yes, twice over. Ooh. So. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Do you have a granddaughter? I have two granddaughters. Yes. Two granddaughters. (laughs)
5: What did they call (laughs) you?
2: I'm Pop Pop.
5: I love that.
2: I I got second, third, and fourth chances at life, and I'm still here. There's something that God wants me to do. Mm -hmm. I just ain't done it yet. I'm just waiting to do it.
5: Well, you know, this is. I mean, we've had a couple of interactions, but I haven't seen you in many, many, many years. I know. But I would have to say, this is like, no pun intended, but this is the most sober, like <laughs> you are.
7: Like the, <laughs> the conversation itself, you know what I mean?
5: Like
2: There's definitely a lot said, of like, lessons.
5: Tell me the greatest asset that your wife, Alicia, has been for you.
2: She was a friend before we became lovers. That's what I really love about our relationship.
5: You guys have been married for, what, 10 years?
2: Just about, yeah.
5: Just about 10 years. Yeah. So she's seen it all. She's seen
2: a whole She's lot. seen a whole bunch. She gives me the, um, the energy to want to live right, mm-hmm. to live righteous. Um, That's what
5: a good woman does.
2: Yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it is. I must commend good women mm-hmm. for holding on to us knucklehead men mm-hmm. yeah. and not giving up on us. Right. And I think she helped me see the good in me that i I forgot about all I thought about was uh, everything that I had done in my past, yeah, and you, can, you know if I kept living in, in the, if I kept living in the past about what I had done you know in my previous relationships, i couldn't see the sunshine from from where I was standing
5: that's interesting but now
2: I'm able to deal with everything that I had in my past and look forward to the future, knowing that I have somebody standing strong and no matter what, she's there.
5: Bobby and Alicia's relationship goes back decades. They met when she was a 17-year-old dancer and he was a 22-year-old star of new edition. Friendship flourished and Alicia even attended Bobby and Whitney's wedding. Over the years, they drifted apart. But in 2007, they reconnected
7: follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts
3: at and t connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower.
4: Well, it's got standard third row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Thanks, welcome. welcome. Hello. Hello. Hello.
0: Thank you for having me. Uh, hi. Hi. How are you? Good. That's that
5: ride or die love right there. With you being by his side through the loss of Bobby Christina, Bobby
0: Junior, and even Whitney. Mom, dad, Whitney, Bobby Christina, Bobby Junior, yes.
5: That's a lot
6: of loss. That's a lot of
0: loss. It is. What
5: has been the thing that you have wanted to offer to him?
0: Unconditional love, Mm. but really a reality check. He had a lot of yes people.
6: Ah. Oh, Got it. You would go. I'm not that one. Yeah. You know,
0: I'm very direct when something is out of place mm-hmm. and definitely red flags. I just want to be transparent and honest with him. Were you close to Bobby Jr.? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Got it. He's yeah. such a dear, amazing human. And... Um, Yeah, we're just at a loss. I think I'm still in shock. It's very new. It's terrible to say we've been here before because it never feels the same. Mm -hmm. It just feels like more, right? Mm -hmm. He was such a big part of our lives. Got it. Such Such a a
2: big big brother, you know.
0: Wow. Mm. Such a big person in our world. And he was a very kind individual, did not like any (laughs) drama or anyone to be upset, specifically his mom or his father. Just loving and kind. And his spirit was just calm and peaceful. What about the kids? Losing their big brother so and their big sister. So hard.
2: It's, it's, it's been rough for my my, my youngest son. Um, Cassius, yes. Cassius is, that's all he talks about, his brother. My brother, my brother, my brother. How old is he? He's 11.
0: 11, Yeah. Okay. And that was his video gaming partner, yeah. his, ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. His everything, you know?
2: His dance teacher, his vocal coach.
0: We just had a great conversation with Gash just recently because um, obviously with the, the news coming out of what was found in his system, it yeah. was high anxiety for me, Bobby too. So we talked to our therapist, how do we explain this? Mm-hmm. I want him to hear it from us. And with the tools that they gave us, we sat down and we spoke. Honest, truthfully, what was found, how he did it, we first asked what he thought. Right. You know, terrifying for a kid to think that maybe my brother went to sleep and he didn't wake up. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want them to sit with that, right? Right. Because right. <laughs> that could happen to, to anyone. To then he'd be scared, scared to go to sleep. to sleep. Talking about what was found in his system and how it got in his system. Right. And his questions were just right on. Like, did someone put that in him? Mm. Did he put it in himself? Did he know that was what was going to happen? Right. And as soon as we just had the conversation, he was, like, solid and relieved. And you could tell he had what he needed if he was addressed or if he had to read something, Mm -hmm. let's just say, right? right? He's not confused. When you say the tools
5: that you were given, Mm -hmm. what exactly were those tools that you're... It was a therapist? Oh, yeah. We we have have quite a few (laughs) therapists.
0: He has a crazy. therapist, We <laughs> all have yeah. a therapist. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's important. Yes. That's important. I, I, I'm just so passionate about therapy. Yes. Well, with our therapists, those tools, being prepared to be transparent, it can't be too tough for them to digest and understand it.
2: Saying it in a layman term, speaking to them as a child, but speaking to them tr- truthfully. Truthfully. Yeah. And not try to goo gaga. Right.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. But
2: speaking to him like a human being.
0: He is my baby, but he's an 11-year-old, and our tools are always to speak to Cassius as if he understands, because he does. Mm -hmm. And as well, listening is very important. Right. It's not just about what mom and dad are telling you, and we don't really want a response. What would you like to ask Mm -hmm. us? What are you concerned about? Do you understand everything we're speaking about? And he responded, like what he wanted to know. He asked his questions. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. He was like, "Okay, can we all have a group hug?" And oh. then we all just cried for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It was it was really important. You know, we try to hide crying and all oh, that. Right. No, no, no we Exactly. Is Daddy crying again? Yeah, Daddy's yeah, crying Daddy's right crying. now. He's going to feel better. <laughs> well, let's all go give Daddy a hug. <laughs> that is kids beautiful. Cuz need to see real life and
6: as a young Black male, allowing him to cry and oh, allowing absolutely. him to see his yeah.
2: black father cry as well oh, yeah. oh, yeah. he, yeah. <laughs> he sees it. Right,
5: <laughs> and I think that's one of the biggest healing processes for children that have been, you know, in I, traumatic I know
0: situations, you know, with their sure parents. The moments in which you and Dad were vulnerable with me Mm -hmm. um were the moments where i was like okay like i felt the most at ease because i didn't feel like when a parent goes everything's gonna be fine it's like "Uh, everything (laughs) like (laughs) like, (laughs) like, let's revisit that (laughs) um but when you were vulnerable i didn't have any suspicion because i was like I mean, I'm is.
6: uncertain. They're yeah. uncertain.
5: We're in the same. I'm feeling And that we're in this together. Exactly. And we're going to figure mm-hmm. it out together. Exactly. How have you been able to be
0: in support of Bobby Jr.'s mom, Kim, as yeah. well? I reach out. We have had a lot more conversations because it's a healing process, and we have to do it together. Yeah. And I'm always reminding her that we're together a unit and that she's not alone. And we, his family, are always an extension of her.
6: We grieve together. Wow. Mm -hmm. What about your relationship with Bobby Christina?
0: It was very difficult, since she had lost her mother, Mm. to get close to her. She was managing a lot in her life that we wish she didn't have to deal with. With her living in Georgia, us in Los Angeles, and the uh, disconnect Mm -hmm. And of course, with addiction and abuse, she's hiding. She's trying as much not to have us see that. And Bobby meant the world to her. So she, in her father's eyes, always wanted to seem like she was together. In the end, we did get to form a a beautiful connection. And we were very much looking forward to having her around us, but that didn't happen. She was dealing with this grief that was taking over her life. She was not being herself in any facet with her career and with her family and the relationship that she was in. And this person was controlling her a great deal. And she was lost without her mother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Naturally, there's this grieving time that you need. And you need to be surrounded by healing and help. Mm Right? So tragic. So it was probably a, a codependent code kind of, de-
6: yeah. And I that's it. what I mean. Yes, Got it. for sure. Code. Understand
5: that clearly. Yes. Yes. yes.
6: Bobby, what's that on your neck? Yes. Yeah, I've, I've been looking that's at that. It's so and, pretty, but who is Bobby it? Bobby
2: Chris. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. My wife gave it to me um, a while ago. Wow. Yeah. That's
0: that's beautiful. That is beautiful.
2: I wear it all day, every day. Mm-hmm. I see why. It's yeah.
5: gorgeous. When you look at it all, what do you think it takes to break the generational, generational cycles, cycles that yeah. you guys are breaking together? Right. Which yeah. is beautiful, because that's I honestly believe that's what partnership is about. Yeah. Yep. And then making
0: sure that our healing is being transmitted to our, our children. Yeah, we are a work in progress. Before therapy, we both had our own way of communicating. Yeah. And we didn't often understand each other's language. And that issue just bled yes. and spread. That's when we were like, oh, no, no, this is, we need some help here, right? right? We often need to learn how to listen, which was a big thing on my part. Mm-hmm. Listening. Me too. Okay.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm <laughs> with so- you there, Alicia. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I've, had to, I've had to get my little yeah. elephant ears growing so I yes. can hear. Yes. Yeah, I feel you on that.
2: And I had to work on how to Communicate what I was feeling mm-hmm. to her uh-huh. and to to you know anybody else that was around me. I would hold in my feelings on how I would deal with the pressures of losing a child. Not wanting to speak, holding it in made me, you know, go in the corner and or hide uh-huh. and drink. Thank God that I had someone like my wife to. Um, to sit and wait for me Mm -hmm. to get that knowledge and gain that power to express myself.
0: I believed in him, you know? I still believe in him, and it's not easy. (laughs) It's not easy waiting, Mm -hmm. but you do have to trust the journey. Yes. That's what I do. Yeah. I trust in that. Yeah. Yeah. We are
5: wishing you continued healing and just wishing the best for the both of you, your families, and all that you love. Thank you guys for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, thank this you. Is wonderful.
0: One thank day at a so time. So. That's one day, one day time. at a time.
5: Yes. Remember, he started with No addition. No addition. That's his solo.
6: That's, that's like classic. That's it's like classic. Day. He won a Grammy for that. Like that
5: Power. He, Star just, power. he has the it thing. Yeah. That's it. To join the Red Table Talk family and become a part of the conversation, follow us at facebook.com slash Talk. Thanks for listening to this episode of Red Table Talk Podcast, produced by Facebook Watch, Westbrook Audio, and iHeart Radio.
4: Right Rug Flooring.
5: work.